to do it, like this whole pacing to do it thing to work. It's driving me Yeah, thank you for the reminder. I will look that up because I haven't found it. And I found an article on Reddit that, or a post on Reddit that was like, you know, yeah, you can do that. Just make sure everything's on, you know, a new line. And I'm like, okay, I did that. I actually verified it this time when I pasted it into the entry field that there was an actual uh, new line character there. Like, nope, still everything's all in the title. Like, it's driving me nuts. Hey, bro, let's get into this thing. It's Demasi and Michael just talking tech. So what about Wi-Fi? What's going on? Man, so you're usually outside of your house and Wi-Fi, but you also have Google we have mesh, mesh set up, don't you? It's worth it. Yeah, it's yeah. It's worth the investment, yeah, I'm it, you, you. Shit, if it ain't, man, I'm telling you it is, because it's like a cinder block utility room that I'm sitting in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Wi-Fi is freaking horrible. Now, Mac OS is telling me, when I look at my Wi-Fi bar, you have four or four bars on your network. Do not have four or four bars. Because uh, <laughs> if I did, I would not be dropping the way that I am. And like, I, I've noticed it with Zoom calls also. Now, the reason I say that what I'm saying may sound a little babyish and whiny-ish uh, to you and maybe even other people is that usually when I'm sitting at my Mac, uh, I have always had my house or apartment configured in such a way that I had an Ethernet cord plugged into my computer mm-hmm. 90% of the time. Like if it wasn't plugged into Ethernet, it's because I picked it up and moved it, you know, took the laptop elsewhere. But if I was sitting at my desk as I am right now, uh, I'm connected to Ethernet, which, you know, of course, you don't really have drops with Ethernet unless there's something going on with your actual Internet service, not, you know, just signal. And that's why we have Andrew's PlayStation plugged right into the Ethernet with the Google Home. Uh, well, with the Google Wi-Fi mesh hub, whatever you want to satellite. I think they have an official name for it. It's plugged directly into Ethernet, into the one in the living room, and it allows him to not have any dropout when he's gaming. Now, I, yeah, I kind of have to agree with you because I haven't had Ethernet on a computer in, God, 2010 MacBook was the last one that I had, and I think the last time I used that was 2013. So, six years? <laughs> and and then I don't think I was using Ethernet either primarily. I think I was still doing everything Wi-Fi just because of the convenience. Yeah, I mean, Wi-Fi is super convenient. Like, I don't have to, when I pick up my laptop and take it in the house or something, like, I just, you know, disconnect whatever things are plugged into it. So, my backup drive, I disconnect. Uh, and my, uh, you know, the microphone probably. And just pick up the laptop and go. Like, I'm done. I'm using Chrome more often because I've had to switch out my right option S to jump me into Chrome because I'm on Android more this month. So if I'm going to pick mm-hmm. something up, I'm not able to pick. Well, I don't know. Is there a Safari for I'm not even going down that path. Uh, <laughs> no, there's not a Safari for Android. Okay. Good. Uh, Good. The best you can do is to import like your bookmarks and history into Chrome. Uh, like I've got thousands. Yeah, of I, don't I don't either. Anymore. I, I, I don't either. Like I have some and it's like I, I I really want to go in and like delete all of them so they stop showing up on like new Safari pages on iOS. Like I see all these old bookmarks for little uh, JavaScript. Uh, for rooting Android version four point four is the one that keeps coming up for me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old XDA developers love it. <laughs> but still, like 
that's why I've been jumping into Chrome more. And by default, I tried jumping into the Google Doc into Safari. I did option slash, and that dropped me into the search field. And you can type in something like voice, and it'll pop up with voice typing. If you type in voice, dictate or voice in Safari after tapping option S because that keystroke will work, then you're able to find different options, but it's not quite what you're looking for because what you're looking for is only available in Chrome. But one of the cool things you can do with the voice typing in uh, Google Docs is you can tell it stop listening. And I discovered that as we were getting ready for today's episode. And that was just a command that, what was it, Windows 7 or Windows Me or 2000? So anyways, they introduced that option in Windows and stop listening was a voice command that you could use to make Windows stop listening. I think you still can. And I just tried it and it worked. And uh, VoiceOver told me that uh, it had stopped listening. And the recording device that I was actually using was the Pixel XL3 headphones plugged in via USB-C to the Mac in Chrome. And it picked up fairly decently. Like I'm, I'm impressed. And what I love about Google Docs dictation is you don't have the uh, limitation. You don't have the limitation that you have when you are working with iOS, at least. Or is there that limitation on Mac? I'm not sure. Uh probably, uh, probably. But I actually, I actually haven't done a lot of dictation on uh, the Mac to test it out. Like I said, I mean, like I, I literally, yeah, it does. And literally, <laughs> like I told you, I, I just actually tried like long dictation with uh, iOS the other day and realized like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's why, you know, the draft developer, you know, worked out his own little sort of hack around that situation so that you could dictate super long stuff into drafts. And, you know, that's where I do long dictation most of the time. So uh, I think I was trying to dictate you an iMessage or something. Like, it cut me off. And I was like, wait, what? Hold on. What done? One thing to make you and other listeners aware of the drafts thing, though, is it's it's not even like Google Docs that I've noticed. And I'm not pushing... I am pushing Google products because I'm using Google this month, but the um, drafts, I think it cuts you off after two minutes or so. And it takes like 10 or 15 seconds. There's a visual notification out of it and it replaces it with uh, equal signs and then it'll pick dictation back up. So just be aware of that, that that does happen. I think there's a visual indication, but I'm not sure. And that's a limitation because from what I understand, what he's doing is he's looping the uh, dictate action that you give permission to when you first do a dictation in drafts. But Google Docs, I don't know what the limit is. I will say that in Google Chrome, it's an amazing experience. And having made the decision to encompass Android into my life more for the month of March, I figured that I needed to kind of go all in because when you're on the Mac, you're all in. You have, you know, iCloud to store everything in. You have your messages that you can message people with, iMessages. And then you have iCloud email if that's something you are using or you have your mail that you can set up and synchronize. And then you have Safari. Like, we talked about Chrome and Safari and the differences earlier, but you have Safari to synchronize all your browsing history and everything. So I figured why not make the change? Uh, and I am using the Chromebook more too, which now that I'm more familiar with the experience of Android on the Pixel XL3 in a more normal environment, my experiences with the Chromebook that I'm using, I think it's a Samsung Plus, I'll look it up and put it in the show notes, uh, is 
I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you're sort of more comfortable with the right. environment on Chrome because you're using Android uh, daily. So now uh, a lot of the ways that Google chooses to handle things with their screen reader, whether it's Chromevox or uh, TalkBack, are a little bit more consistent than it is jumping from, say, voiceover on iOS to the Chromebook. And it's like, geez, like you're in an entirely different world at that point. Right. But with Mac and iOS, it's the same world. Like, So it makes it makes perfect sense when you sit back and think about it, why some people have a lot of difficulties with it. Yeah. I mean, I can see like I, there are people who are literally told me like they will not buy a Mac, uh, not because they don't want to buy a Mac, but because they're forced to use that. Like they have to use Windows for their day job. And it's like my brain can't handle working in Windows all day and then come home and switch over to Mac. Like it's it's a hard enough deal uh with, you know, an iPhone and the Windows computer. Uh at least with the iPhone, like it's a completely separate device. So so I guess it puts them in a different mental space because you're holding this thing physically in your hand and using your hands to manipulate it versus sitting at a keyboard typing uh and two different OSs would would be a little bit more confusing. Well and that's a consistent platform for work applications and home applications either way. So they have the consistency of Windows on desktop and iOS on mobile. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I find interesting though uh is with so there are people that do this uh, and I, I will really be interested to hear from any any listeners that are blind that are uh, doing this as well uh, that are 100 percent all in on Mac like it's, it's, it's Mac laptops, Mac desktops, whatever. That's their computing platform, the desktop or laptop computing platform is Mac. But they have always or for the majority of the time been uh, Android users and. Google makes that fairly simple to do if you choose to use Chrome as your browser. You, you at least get the syncing of all of your history across devices. You can access your uh, messages on the desktop in Chrome, too. So that's pretty cool. Uh, there probably are ways. I'm, I'm certain that there are ways to keep your Safari history in sync with Google uh, if you chose to use Safari as your default browser uh, on the Mac. Uh but, you know, then you look at the rest of Google services, whether you're a Gmail user or a G Suite user, like, you know, all of their apps are available everywhere. Uh, and we see Microsoft is actually trying to get into that space now, too, where, like, all their apps are everywhere. Like, they don't care if you're on a, you know, Windows computer, Windows tablet, Mac, iPad, Android. They don't care. They're trying to get their apps everywhere. But Google actually figured that out, you know, years ago. Like, we just want to be everywhere. Like, all of our apps are going to be everywhere. There's, there are very few examples, uh, with the exception of some, either very newly released uh, applications that are only on Android unless they're newly released or they're in beta. Man, I got to tell you, like the Home Hub is interesting because like I have the Home Hub, but I didn't set it up uh, and I haven't actually used it other than uh, to poke at it, like just to see if it's going to respond to me when I'm in a, you know, like I was in the kids room, which is, you know, literally right off of our master bedroom. Uh, so I yelled in there like, hey, Google, what's the weather? Uh, and it tells me the weather. Like, so so I decided I was going to try something yesterday uh, just to test the whole um, uh, voice print analysis. So I said, hey, Google, do I have anything on my calendar today? And it came back and it told me, uh, I'm sorry, your voice does not match the voice print, so I can't tell you anything about any calendar events. I was like, ah, okay. I think they're upgrading the assistant in Google Calendar and they're making some changes in the background because 
some inconsistencies have been like there's been some inconsistencies uh i have one of my google accounts set with the female voice my uh at gmail account assistant set with the female voice and then i have my at your own pay account set with one of the male voices so every once in a while when i walk in there and this could be my bad but every once in a while i walk in there a female will respond to me or a male will respond to me it's like christmas i never know who's going to reply <laughs> so Tio, of course, chose the male voice. I was like, man, I know I'm not using this thing. I don't want to hear you, dude. Get out of here. See, the kids use it. They missed Google. I got. They, we're gonna be. I think if Google can access my G Suite information on other devices, which I'm gonna have to do some research into that because right now I can access it on the assistant, but uh, on the phone with my headphones, but I can't access it on the Google Home Hub. And that could be that that is a newer device and calendar is going to become a very important uh, aspect of my life in the next week, week and a half. So I'm going to need access to it wherever I can. And what's pretty sad is the Amazon a lady is able to tell me information about my G suite calendar, but Google can, uh, I had to bring that up because Mallory and I were chatting about it this morning. So someone that might be, uh, I haven't looked at it as of yet because I haven't tried to sign into the Google Home Hub. Some of it may just be permission yeah. set in your G Suite account because yeah. uh, I've I've noticed that with a lot of things. And then again, too, they also roll out access to G Suite accounts slower than they do consumer uh, Gmail accounts. Uh, so like for a very long time, like, you know, you didn't have certain Google Voice features inside of G Suite. Uh, and uh, like I think when I first set up my Google Apps account, uh, back at that time, like I don't even think I could do Google Voice back then. Uh, and eventually, I was able to. Uh, but the interesting thing with Google is that if, if you if you put everything into Google's ecosystem, so you use their calendars, you use their contacts, mm-hmm. um, you know, use all those back end services, like you can pretty much use those just about anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Home Hub at the moment aside, uh, so you can use your Google Calendar on. Uh, iOS on the Mac, on Android, on Windows. Uh, whereas you, it's a little bit more restrictive with Apple's uh, backend services to get those connected to non-Apple products. Um, like I know you can get your 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 Apple iCloud mail. I don't use my iCloud email, so I don't care about it. But I do know that you can get it on other devices because it's just an iMap account. Yeah. Uh, there are calendars like you got to go do a little digging around to actually get the configuration that you use uh, to do it. And at this point, like it, that may have even changed, uh, but it's difficult to get those uh, to get your iCloud calendar information uh, over there. Uh, similarly with their contacts, like you have to do some Googling and digging and find some settings that you can use that somebody has sussed out to figure out how do I connect my, you know, access my iCloud contacts on an Android device. Like it, it's a lot more painful. And I'm probably saying all this and there's some freaking app in the Android Play Store right now. It's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> iCloud for Android. Like, right. Nobody's, I haven't looked. You can tell I ain't looked. <laughs> we don't know everything about Android. You got to remember. We don't know everything about uh, iOS. We've been using iOS for years and we've been, I've been using Android for, I don't know what, what is, what, what, three what, what weeks. Are so, I mean, a week. Yeah. Oh, oh, I forgot to tell you. I haven't told you this. So I got to tell you, we're announcing it first and we're going to have information about it. I think that's what next week's AOTD is going to be. I was going to do pocket cast, but 
All right. So have you heard of the Bose frames yet? No. Oh, look them up when you get a second. We can pause and you can look them up so you can learn about them. Uh, they're two hundred dollar head or they're two hundred dollar sunglasses that offer speakers that aren't bone induction speakers. However, they are in front of your ears, reflecting the audio back to your ears, so they should do less ear damage because you're not actually putting an earbud in. They're 46 grams, I think it is. I could be wrong. We'll have details at youronpay.com forward slash DM38. And uh, I didn't have $200 laying around, but I did have $60 laying around. And QVC, which is an amazing company that I always forget about, offers a four-pay payment plan. Uh, so I should have them tomorrow, and uh, we'll be checking them out. And I'll share my experiences. And then they're also doing some interesting augmented reality audio augmented reality uh, that I'm excited to play with. If you want more information, you can check out the blind abilities resource link under the resources heading at your slash DM 38 or any other content that I start sharing about these cool things, because what I'm hoping they'll be able to do is like help guide me the last 10 feet, like to the door of the destination that Google maps led me to. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. I could be overthinking it. It could be uh, me over overdoing it. But I also wanted another pair of Bluetooth headphones, and they're Bluetooth and sunglasses and forty six grams. And I'm like, hmm, those are earpods. I think I'm gonna pick these up and see where they go. And they're Bose, so the audio can't be that bad. I'll let you know how it sounds. Oh, and one of the reviews that I read online over the last day is that people are saying that you have to be like really close to the person to hear them. Cause that was my thought is how much of this audio is going to bleed out into the public and how much is other people going to uh, hear what I'm hearing. And apparently you have to be close to the person. We'll see how accurate that is when I, when I actually get them. Yeah. But you know, the, uh, forgetting the name of them, the aftershocks yeah, didn't aftershocks. bleed as nearly as much as I thought they would. Uh, and I had like the original version of the, uh, do you, are you looking for aftershocks? aftershocks? Uh, am I looking for aftershocks? Do you not? Oh, right now. What are you using for Bluetooth? Uh, I am using some earbuds that I will drop a link to in the show notes because I don't remember the name of them. Uh, that are true wireless earbuds. Uh, do you have the sluggish issue with Bluetooth? with them you, you, i think you know what i'm talking like about. with typing yeah yeah no i don't actually with really these. okay uh, but these are actually bluetooth 5 so i think that makes a big difference uh because i have a pair of the aftershock headphones and i didn't use them for a while because i don't like the sound quality because i like my music I, li- I like to hear what i'm listening to and i don't like to feel what i'm listening to i may be weird uh, and that's another reason why these intrigued me is they leave my ears open so I can still hear my surroundings. And that's why I looked at the aftershocks. Like, I'm like, hey, best of both worlds. Hopefully I'll be able to actually hear the music and still be able to hear my surroundings is my goal. With the aftershocks headphones, I always get the sluggish issue whenever I connect them. And so like if I swipe with voiceover, it takes a second and then I hear what I swiped to and that drives me nuts. And so I use them. <laughs> So the Bluetooth earbuds that I'm currently using, they are earbuds, so they have to go in your ear. Uh, uh, They do not have that problem. Like I said, they are using Bluetooth 5. Uh, I think you see less less of that issue or none of that issue once you start getting to any earbuds that are Bluetooth 4.2 or later. Uh, that are using all of the proper, and I don't know all of them, uh, but all of the proper protocols that Bluetooth support, 
uh, at that point. Because I, I can remember years ago, like it was very, very hit or miss if you got Bluetooth earbuds, whether or not you were going to like, I've sent back earbuds or headphones or whatever, just because like I would start typing or swiping on the iPhone. It's like, I'll put my finger on the keyboard and two seconds later, I'll hear E. <laughs> uh, it's like okay this ain't gonna work right uh but yeah these are bluetooth 5 i'll drop a link to them in the, in the show notes and i'll drop uh, a link to the glasses which i think are 4.2 and in the interview that i heard that made me actually look into creative ways to get these because i don't have 200 dollars right now uh they uh the person interviewed and i'll i don't remember his name so i'll drop that in the show notes as well he mentioned that he had heard of the bluetooth lag issue and i'm sitting there thinking yeah i have that issue every fucking day uh, and he said that he had heard of that issue, but he had never experienced it. And I'm like, oh, that's something I got asked Demasi about when I mentioned glasses to him. So. No, that 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 is a real live thing. So, and there there are two different kinds of lag. There's the lag that we're talking about from a screen reader user standpoint on mobile devices, where you know there's a delay in you making a gesture mm-hmm. uh, and actually hearing the feedback come through the earbuds. Uh, there are also other delay issues that you just get with really crappy Bluetooth stuff where you'll hit play and it takes two seconds for your stuff to start playing. Like there, there's, right. you know, uh, that's a general lag issue that a lot of people have complained about, uh, just in general with Bluetooth as a, uh, method of, 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 you know, throwing audio around. Like that's one of the problems with Bluetooth is, is, uh, you know, the latency, uh, there, but yeah, the lag or the latency we're talking about is strictly like everybody else would love these freaking headphones. They sound great. Everything's good. Uh, there's no delay with audio playback, but man, you try to start flicking around the screen with voiceover or talk back. And it's like, yep, there's like, you know, total and that's delay. made me shy away from wanting to buy Bluetooth headphones. And I knew it wasn't me there too. in AirPods, but still like any other Bluetooth headphones, I just, nah. Uh, if you have any comments or you know anyone who is blind or visually impaired, that is using the BSI Symbian automation suite on an FM station. Please reach out to me on Twitter at Payon, P-A-Y-O-W-N, or he's on Twitter. At Damasi, D-A-M-A-S-H-E. Show notes and more information can be found at yourownpay.com slash DM38. You've been listening to Your Own Pay Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, visit yourownpay.com slash cast for exclusive content and to contact us today. We're eager to hear your thoughts and about how you're making this podcast your own. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. The Your Own Pay Podcast, yourownpay.com.